Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronas solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. If you're just joining in, you're like, what is Scout Fantasy doing on the afternoon? It's our new time slot. Began last week and can catch us live 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern weekdays on demand anytime you want. Just go to your podcast, search Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and the shows usually go up pretty quickly once the live show ends. Lots to do here in this hour. I'll have Jessica Kleinschmidt. She covers sports in the Bay Area for NBC Sports. She'll join me at 3.20 p.m. Eastern to talk some baseball you can also find all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. Use the promo code BATS50. You get 50% off your first two months. Tons of content. Dr. Roto taking a look at the first four rounds of the FSTA draft, which he participated in. Still ongoing, as we alluded to in the previous hour. It's a slow draft there. So he breaks down rounds one through four, talking about his team and some of the observations he makes. We have in-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. One of the best high-stakes players around as his latest look at the Seattle Mariners and the Oakland A's. He's already completed the AL East, the AL Central, now going to the AL West. And if you want a free sample, you can read the Boston Red Sox, Baltimore Orioles, and you'll be like, wow, this is fire. Look at all this content here. I want to see the rest. Then you can become a member. And if you use the promo code BATS50, you get 50% off your first two months. My latest takes a look at Sony Gray going to the Reds. I mean, he was atrocious last year at Yankee Stadium. Terrible. His road numbers were good. An aberration? Was it just a small sample? What will his value be with the Reds? You can read that article right now, scoutfantasysports.com. I also have a look at A.J. Pollock going to the Dodgers, Yasuo Puig going to the Reds, Uh, Jesus Aguiar was his breakout for real last year. Uh, so there's a ton of content already as part of our fantasy baseball draft kit. And if you go to the main page, you'll see all the links and articles. And we already have a lot, and it's not even February yet. And each day it's going to pile up. So uh, we're going to give you the sleepers, the bust, everything that you need to dominate for the upcoming fantasy baseball season. And you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. You have keeper league decisions to be made, trades, dynasty leagues, and those are the type of questions we have been getting. So we will answer them. It's much easier there. You can go into detail. You can give us your thoughts. Uh, You know, sometimes people just need some confirmation. They have an idea of what they want to do, and they just want to run it by someone else. It's We all do it in life for a lot of decisions we make. You feel pretty strongly about something, but you just kind of want some assurance, and that's what we're here for. And years of experience guys who have played the game a long time, so we are here to help you. Of course, ScoutDFS.com as well for NFL, NHL, NBA, PGA. We have optimizers and the Slack chat leading up to lineup lock where you can ask your questions, especially critical in NBA right now. It's funny. So I think it was about a week 
week and a half ago, I was like, yeah, you know, NBA's been pretty good lately. We haven't gotten a lot of last-minute scratches. And then, like, the next two, three days we did after lineup lock. So we are that time of the year. We're approaching the All-Star break. We're seeing players get rest. It can be frustrating, but you can have an edge. If you pay attention to all the last-minute news and you follow up to lineup lock, uh, use the optimizer, uh, it's really going to help you get an edge and get that player that, last minute goes in a starting lineup that's not highly his own because there are some people that just kind of set their lineup and walk away you cannot do that in nba you've got to be available for that final hour so we are here to help you in uh, vegaswhispers.com as well for your sports betting needs uh a couple of stories i want to hit on uh tom brady was doing an interview with espn's jeff darlington over the weekend and he said that there is zero chance that this will be his final game and i think a lot of people find that a little crazy. I had a conversation with my friend the other day, and he said, if Brady wins the Super Bowl, don't you think he retires? And I said, no, I don't. I just think Brady is a different breed, and it seems like he he does want to play. Now, he said his plan is to play until 45. Uh, he's 41, so I don't know about that, but the fact that that thought is in his head says a lot, and you would Think about it and be like, what is Brady? What more does he have to do? He's already won a bunch of Super Bowls. He's proven he's one of the greats, especially if he goes out on top this year, where he already beat the Rams 17 years ago, beats them again, you know, to, to win two Super Bowls in the last three years. You'd figure, like, all right, that's a, a great career. But there's a reason why he has so much success. You could see the competitiveness. And I just think that I never thought that it would be, uh, his final game even if they win obviously if they lose it would give him more fuel to the fire to come back but maybe he looks at it and says look at this afc east we don't even need to do much here we could just win the division every year try to get that first round by and all you got to do is win two games to get to the super bowl so uh it's been unbelievable what he's been able to do and i'm not surprised by this the fact that he said zero per zero chance that's a little alarming because you figured all right at least leave the door open uh because it would be what if he has a change of heart what if he does win and says you know what this could be it and maybe that percentage is small but to say zero chance certainly stunning but i'm not surprised by it at all he feels like he's still playing at a high level and can still get the job done and even though it wasn't a great regular season You've seen what he's been able to do here in the playoffs, and the key is the protection, not getting pressure on him. He was not sacked at all against the Chiefs in that overtime game. Could be a little bit more difficult this week with the Rams defense and some of the players they have on that offensive line with Aaron Donald and Sue uh, and Fowler. So it definitely is a tougher matchup this week. We knew the Chiefs were just not strong defensively, and Brady was able to take advantage, not getting much pressure, but... Not stunned by this at all. I really expect him to come back. And, you know, we're, it's easy to look from the outside and say, hey, if, if that was me, why would I come back? But they, these guys have a competitive fire that burns. And if they feel that they can still produce at a high level, then they want to. And, you know, this is what Brady does. Um, he probably doesn't think of not playing football. And with the way he has stayed healthy and maintains his body, he feels that he can continue to do it. In the NBA, the big story right now is this Anthony Davis talk here where it looks like 
he's requested a trade. Now, further things have come out, and Anthony Davis talked to Alvin Gentry, the coach of the Pelicans, this morning, and said he plans on playing out the season. I mean, what else is he going to say? Uh, but, you know, Anthony Davis' agent did say that uh, they want Davis to be traded. Now, the trade deadline is February 7th. Uh, obviously, they can wait until after the summer as well. I mean, if you're an Anthony Davis owner right now, though, you kind of want him to be traded because the Pelicans are falling out of it in the West, and there's a chance that you know he could be shut down at some point. So that is a, a real concern if you're uh, an Anthony Davis owner. You'd love to see him traded. Uh, he's hurt right now with this finger injury, but it doesn't seem like you know he wants his future to be there. And his agent uh, is also the same agent for LeBron James. So his agent said, Rich Paul said, that he won't sign a contract extension. And uh, you know he's eligible to sign a five-year, $240 million deal this summer but he can become a free agent in the summer of 2020. And we've seen this before when teams know the guy is not going to be traded, uh, stay with the team. You might as well trade him while you can and at least get something instead of letting him walk away for nothing. So, you know, Davis has said that he wants to be on a team that gives him a chance to win consistently and compete for a championship. And, uh, you know, it does seem like uh, Davis wants out. And, you know, the Celtics are a team you'll hear about, but the Lakers are a big one as well. Uh, especially with uh, them having some young pieces that could be attractive. But, you know, Davis is tearing it up this year. 29.3 points per game. That's third in the NBA. Rebounds per game, 13.3. That's fourth. 2.6 blocks per game is second. So you see the impact he can have on a team. So uh, he's 25 years old. Yeah, he's had injuries. We know that. Anyone who has dealt with Davis in fantasy knows that you're always dealing with the trip to the locker room and – you're always worried if he's going to finish a game, but uh, he can dominate. And we saw him go as the number one pick in fantasy basketball at most drafts this year. A lot of nights you're paying up for him uh, in DFS. So this is definitely a story that is worth watching. Uh, you know LeBron James is going to have a big say in this. He wants the Lakers to be aggressive. He's missed a, a lot of time here, and they've kind of fallen out. I think when LeBron initially went down with an injury, he was – the Lakers were fourth in the conference, and obviously they have fallen down since then. They have not played as well. They did win last night, but that was against Phoenix. They've had some injuries, so I think you'll see the Lakers being one of the teams talked about, uh, but the Pelicans are probably going to ask for a lot. So we'll see. The Bears watching to see if Davis does get traded before the deadline, and I know Drew Holiday was uh, saying that you know he came to the Pelicans, or the reason why he stayed, 90% of the reason was, he wanted to play with Anthony Davis, and uh, now you don't know what's going to happen there. And uh, that's another guy that you have to keep an eye on, too, to see if they move him. So not good news here for the Pelicans and Anthony Davis owners. I think you do want to see him move if possible because you're just worried about a potential shutdown here. And the Pelicans won't want to risk further injury knowing that he is prone to injury and keep that trade value high for the offseason. Uh, Lakers are hoping that LeBron James can play on Thursday versus the Clippers. So they play next on Tuesday against the 76ers. So that would lead you to believe he's not going to play Tuesday. And uh, they're hoping that LeBron can get in some more practice and potentially play Thursday. So if you're in a weekly league, kind of tough to get him in because if he does play Thursday, that would be a two-game week, assuming that he is indeed out tomorrow. 
So it makes it a little bit more difficult for those with uh, LeBron James. But if you know for sure he's going to play Thursday, you're probably going to play him, depending on your options uh, this week. But certainly the Lakers can use him back now with some of the injuries. We saw Kyle Kuzma did not play yesterday. and That's the other thing, too. Like Kuzma's been dealing with this injury for a couple of weeks, or at least a week or so. It's been bothering him. And we kind of don't know about it till last game. And I think that was a night where I did play him in DFS. And it's unfortunate that we don't get that news because if you knew that he wasn't 100%, you probably don't play him. And that's the unfortunate part of sometimes the injury reporting is we, we don't know and we find these things out a little late. And sometimes it can hurt us in DFS because we're not aware of what's going on. We touched upon it a little bit earlier in the show Whit Merrifield getting a four-year extension for $16.25 million guaranteed. There's some more money he can earn in incentives. Pretty cheap deal considering that Merrifield has put up really good numbers the last two years. He is 30 years old, uh, but two years ago he put up big numbers, 288, 460 slugging, 80 runs, 19 homers, 78 ribbies, and 34 stolen bases. And then last year... He was better batting 304. The OBP improved to 367. He scored 88 runs, 12 home runs, 60 RBIs, and 45 stolen bases. And he led the league with 192 hits. So a very good year for him. Now in fantasy, uh, you have to pay a pretty high price tag to get him because people are just really spending a high amount on steals this year. And we saw in the FSTA draft, he went in the second round uh, to the baseball HQ team after they started with Max Scherzer. So in a lot of drafts, you are gonna you have to pay for steals this year because, as I mentioned, only four players last year in baseball had 30 stolen bases or more. Merrifield was one of them. I think it also comes down to the type of contest you're in, too. Maybe you could construct your roster better in, if you're playing for an overall by getting that speed. But for me... Uh, I am not going to take him in the second round. I am just really don't like the, the lack of power in RBIs. And that Royals lineup is not great. They do have a lot of guys who can steal bases. They'll be aggressive. So I just don't want to pay a lot for stolen bases and average early on uh, and putting a hole in the power department because I just don't see a ton of power or RBIs from Merrifield. Even if he gets third in the order... If Mondesi, Alberto Mondesi is hitting up top, will he be able to get on base consistently? We know he will run, so maybe that puts him in scoring position a lot for Merrifield, but it's just not a great lineup, and I just don't like coming out of the first two rounds with a guy that's going to give me 12 homers, 60 RBIs. Now, can it work? Sure. You know, you can probably find a blueprint where it could work. It doesn't work for me. It's just not the way I like to build my team, and with fewer high stolen base guys, it also means you don't need as many stolen bases to be competitive in the category. And that's the thing is you don't need to win every category. You can still finish top three, top four in stolen bases by having a strategy of going across the board. So just not the blueprint that I want for my team. Yes, you're going to get good average. You should get a good amount of runs scored. I still don't see 100 runs scored for him, but the homers and RBIs are just too low for me. Yeah, the steals are nice, but I I think I can find other ways to kind of build that stolen base base uh, and have success. Paul DeYoung appears to be the favorite to bat third in the Cardinals lineup. 
that's a big boost for his fantasy value. You know, he is a player that's not going very uh, late. I mean, early in drafts. You know, I've seen him go 13th, 14th round. Uh, shortstop is a deep position, but batting order is very important for the fantasy value of a player. It's something that you have to look at. It can really make you project a player a little bit higher or lower, depending on where they hit in the order. So DeYoung last year, you know, missed some time, 115 games, but he had 19 homers, 68 RBIs. He only had 241 uh, the year before he hit 285, but we knew that was a little inflated because he had a 349 batting average in balls in play. But to hit third in that Cardinals order definitely gives him a little bit of a boost. He hits a ton of fly balls. Uh, he had a solid hard hit rate last year, so that's intriguing. Shortstop is a deep position. The Brewers are planning to go with a combination of Hernan Perez, Tyler Saladino, and Corey Spangenberg at second base. Houston here is a guy that is going to start the year in the minor leagues. We'll see him up. He is the future second baseman for them, but that's a position battle to pay attention to. Uh, Hernan Perez has a lot of eligibility at different positions. Uh, and maybe early in the year, he does get some at-bats, got a little pop, a little speed. Spangenberg, too, has a little pop. You're coming over from the Padres, not a great park. And another thing to keep an eye on is uh, the Braves and their batting order. It looks like Ender Inciarte could hit leadoff for the Braves. So pay attention to these batting orders, especially as we get into spring training. When we return, we'll talk more baseball. I'm going to be joined by Jessica Kleinschmidt. She covers the Bay Area sports for NBC Sports. She'll join me next. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. so ridiculous that it really undercut a lot of what they were trying to do. They had like the fashion runway pregame show, but then literally they had so many cameras and mics on the field that the downpour of rain was being picked up by the microphones. The weather porn was nice when you were dealing with the uh, torrential downpour in Orlando. I couldn't believe it. I had tweeted out yesterday how if you, if you had real money on the Pro Bowl, then chances are you should probably seek help. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdoses. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, you can find all my work, scoutfantasysports.com, as we're getting you set to dominate in fantasy baseball. In-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs, one of the best high-stakes players around, and tons of articles as I look at players changing teams and what it means for their fantasy value. Use the promo code BATS50 to get 50% off your first two months. We'll continue to talk baseball, and who better to do that than Jessica Kleinschmidt. She covers the Bay Area sports for NBC Sports. Jessica, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing, Adam? Doing well. Excited. Uh, Baseball's almost here. Spring training right around the corner. Just wish that we'd have some of these free agents signed so we can get a better idea of how these teams look. It's taking too long, just like last year. I know, and I think it's developing a trend, though. And I noticed around winter meetings, you know, Terry Francona himself said that he was super bored around winter meetings, and he was basically in the corner playing Scrabble. So I'm not that surprised that some of these players aren't getting signed, but it's also, you know, we have two of the biggest names on the free agency list. So I think once one of them is signed, the domino effect may happen, but we could have another dramatic spring training where, remember, a couple years ago, Dexter Fowler kind of arrived at the Cubs spring training facility because he had just been traded. And I think that's going to be a redundant scenario from here on out. I just think that they would be smarter with their money. Pitchers are getting paid nowadays. And, you know, obviously Bryce Harper and Machado haven't even been um, signed yet. So I think it's going to be a trend for quite a while. Do you have an inkling on when we could see one of these big free agents like Machado or Harper sign? What does your gut tell you now? Do you think this goes into March? We saw it last year where J.D. Martinez, he didn't sign until early March. Yeah, and I think it, he was kind of like the sole guy, and I think this is a little bit of a different scenario only because there are two big names. Um, I don't know if we'd have to wait until March. I kind of had an inkling we'd have to wait until after the, the new year and especially after winter meetings because obviously the winter meetings took place in Vegas, which is where Bryce is from, and I knew he would kind of be taken out to all these nice fancy dinners by the front offices and everything like that, but I have a pretty good feeling that Bryce is confident and he has um, he's made a decision and he's kind of just waiting on the right I guess announcement time I know he's teaming up with MLB the show and I have a feeling that it's going to be something kind of connected with MLB the show um, for you know kind of I guess a sponsorship type of thing so I have a feeling Bryce is going to get signs and right after Manny's going to want the attention and then oh, wait, 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 my turn my turn and then he'll get signed so maybe in the next few weeks um, but don't be surprised if it isn't one of those spring training type of, of things where they just kind of arrived at spring training maybe on a helicopter I don't really know something extra but I think we it's not going to be in the next couple of days yeah let's hope it's soon because I uh, just want to get it done with so we can analyze these teams but one team that has been making a lot of moves this season that, to me, is kind of interesting is the Cincinnati Reds. Let's kick it off, though, with someone who has been there, and that's Joey Votto, who's been one of the better hitters in baseballs for a long time. But last year, we saw a big dip in the power. I mean, he went from 36 home runs to 12. You know, he still drew his walks. He still had a solid on base percentage, still low for him. But what do you think happened with Joey Votto, why the power dipped last year, and do you expect it to rebound this year? I mean, I... As a huge Joey Votto fan, I can only hope that the power kind of happens. And, you know, obviously everybody knows I'm a huge, I'm obsessed with just watching him play because he's just so quirky and weird. And obviously he's just different because he's not the type of guy that when he is, isn't hitting for power, he's still getting on base. I think that's so unique. And, you know, in a few years when he's up for Hall of Fame talks, that could be something that's brought into fruition, which I think is kind of amazing. But, I, I, you know, he's such a brilliant hitter, too. And, and there's this clip that I love to watch. And growing up as an athlete, watching 
watching him talk about hitting, he's so brilliant. And he looks up to people like Barry Bonds, and he thinks Mike Trout is one of the best hitters in baseball. And I feel like it could have just been, you know, a dip in confidence. And there's a lot going on, of course. And there's always a talk that if if Joey was playing on a different team, it'd be a different scenario. But I just think he's going to be a red forever um, and and all of that. But I don't know. It, it seems to me watching him hit, I couldn't tell what was going on with his lower body. Um, of course, he's known for choking up on the bat a lot, and so he was continuously doing that. And when we see these power surges, not just in hitters, but in pitching as well, that's been kind of interesting to watch. And, of course, he's playing half his games at Great American Ballpark, which is certainly a factor there. Uh, but, you know, the, the fan in me hopes that he does regain not just power, but consistency. I want him to make contact with the ball. Like, yeah, cool. You can make it on base, but you're, we want to, you know, to be known for more than that. We don't want you to make an all-star roster selection just because your name is Joey Votto. We want you to make it because you earned it. And I think, you know, maybe he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure he prepped in the off season like everybody else has, but he can only go up from there. I mean, obviously he's going to work. He's always going to be the guy that has that high and very respectful on base percentage, but what he can't go any worse than he was last year. I think he was hitting 280 something at 284, which is, um, I don't know if that's his career or what it was last year, but he's so much better than that. He's a 300, you know, hitter from characteristics. Um, so like I said, he can only go up from there as far as his batting average and, um, ISO of course, and everything like that. I'm joined by Jessica Kleinschmidt. She covers Bay area sports for NBC sports. You mentioned confidence, do you think that's the issue for Sonny Gray? He now comes over from the Yankees to the Reds. The ballparks are pretty much similar. Great American Ballpark was number one in home runs last year. But Sonny Gray is a guy that gets a lot of ground balls. And if you look at the splits, mm-hmm. at Yankee Stadium, he had an ERA of almost seven. He allowed 11 of his 14 home runs at home. On the road, he was better. So do you believe that there is a case where some players can't play in a certain environment? We know how difficult New York can be. Do you think this helps Sonny Gray going to Cincinnati, even though the ballpark is maybe worse for home runs? How much do you buy yeah. into confidence for a player and the environment that I, they're in? I buy into it quite quite a bit, actually. I'm a firm believer in change of scenery can really make or break your career. I mean, look at Matt Harvey. He got a little change of scenery also leaving the New York market, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Like playing any sport in New York is difficult. Playing baseball in New York, Gosh, you know, and like you mentioned, those Yankee splits, and he was just terrible. And of course, growing up watching him um, play for the A's, 2015, Sonny Gray was just sensational. And a lot of pitchers have told me they love pitching at the Coliseum just because there's there's so many factors involved in that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm a firm believer in the confidence thing, I and mean, I don't think you can ride on it forever. But I don't think Sonny Gray had the mentality to pitch for the pinstripes. I thought it was kind of a weird dynamic. Obviously, everybody as a young boy wants to eventually play for the for the Yankees. That's kind of like their dream. But when you get there, you realize that it's a tough market to play in um, beyond just the fact that it's a tough place to pitch. But the fans you have to deal with and the amount, you know, you're playing on a on a team that has won multiple World Series and they're known for winning and you have to cut your hair. It's just it's a lot to handle. So it's just a lot. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in change of scenery. If, if, if his confidence goes up, that's great. I don't know if we're going to see 2015 All-Star Sunny Gray when he put up that amazing show. But I'm a firm believer that when he sees, you know, and it's going to be a fun team to play on just irregardless, obviously with uh, with Joey Votto and then Yasiel Puig and just a fun 
on team, you know, Eugenio Suarez, all those guys. I think it's going to be really good for his confidence. But at the same time, if that doesn't work out for him, then what? It was just a really interesting acquisition, really, really interesting what they got for him. Um, but, I mean, it's it's kind of now or never when it comes to him. So he needs to absolutely prove himself or we're never going to see him again. I disagree with something you said. Not everyone okay. grows up wanting to wear the pinstripes, okay? That is true. I knew that's okay. I, I, I know. Mean, either love, you either want to play for the Yankees or you would refuse to play for the Yankees. But, hey, if you were a professional baseball player, and I actually wrote a story on this guy who was raised a Yankees fan, and guess who drafted him? The Red Sox. So you got to kind of suck it up in certain aspects. Well, I said this. People don't believe me, but if I had a son – and the Yankees drafted him, I wouldn't let him play for the Yankees. I, I, oh, my gosh. You think that's I, nuts? I find, that, I find that hard to believe. If that you would, saw what your, as much money as your son was making from the Yankees, I think you would sing a different tune. Well, hopefully we get to find out one day if that's the <laughs> yeah, case. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. But, we, yeah, can re, just, we can reunite. I'm like, hey, did you? are you shutting up now that your son's a second-rounder for the Yankees? <laughs> yeah, I just I – won't, I won't have to – I won't watch him play. That, that's tough. I just despise the Yankees. But uh, right. let's, let's talk about Yasiel Puig. You know, he had a pretty good year last year. The problem was, especially towards the end where he had some of these hot streaks, he wasn't playing every day. And we know – I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like Puig gets some unfair criticism. I think the guy's passionate. I know he's a little odd and he's – off the field, maybe he partied a little bit in L.A. I've heard that. But the numbers were pretty good last year when he played. Him going to Cincinnati, does that help or hurt him? Um, that's kind of – I'm kind of un, unsure about that. I think I think certain people are going to put him in his place. Um, but at the same time, like, I think it's great what he's doing to the game of baseball. I think he's making it more fun, the bat flips and sticking out his tongue, making out with coaches and making out with bats. I think it's great for the game. But at the same time, you're going to an old school park or old school organization like the Reds. That's going to be interesting. I don't know how the fans are going to greet him. However, like you said, I think he's passed that maturation process where after he got demoted that one year, um, it kind of put him in his place. Like he was like, damn, like they're actually going to put me in triple A because I suck. And then when he, the, they were, the Dodgers were trying to get rid of him and nobody wanted him because when you get Yasiel Puig, you get all of the Yasiel Puig. And sometimes, fans the casual fans don't understand that but he doesn't really I think he's just a, an interesting unique showboat type of guy if you want to say parties that's fine but I think it's, it's kind of great what he's doing but like I said I don't know how it's going to be with, with fan wise um hitting wise I think he's going to be good I think he's coming off a very solid season like you said when he was playing um he only played 125 games last year but he put up some solid numbers and um and I, I'm really excited to see what he does and of course like comparing his on-base percentage with Joey Votto. I don't think that he's going to be as successful when you have, you know, somebody like that in the lineup. I also don't know where he's going to be hitting in the lineup. I haven't really checked the projections. You don't really aren't going to know until opening day. But his power um, was was increasingly it was increased last year. I don't know if it's going to go any higher than it was last year. But I can see him being consistent at that ballpark. Blake Trinan last year had a, a tremendous year. He was someone that I targeted in a lot of my leagues just because I saw his second half after going from Washington to Oakland. I thought he always had good stuff. And I think this could be another case where there was less pressure in Oakland and he just went out there and pitched. He was dominant. I mean, 0.78 ERA. He only allowed two home runs and 80 and a third mm -hmm. innings. 
I don't think anyone expects those numbers to continue, but can he still be one of the best closers in the game this year again? Um, I hope so, only because he's still kind of a question mark as to whether he's going to be um, coming back for the A's. And so there's, he would either prove himself to be a good pitcher for them to bring him back or to be sexy enough to where other teams are like, hey, man, a .78 ERA almost looks like a joke. You have to, When you go to baseball reference and look, you think it's a joke. But that's what he did. And, and that, to say that he, you know, a guy from the bullpen, you know, adding so much flavor and, of course, the awkwardness bringing into the wild card game with the bullpen, that's a whole other story. But I don't think he's going to put up those same numbers. And, obviously, it's kind of like a hangover season, not necessarily with an all-star, but it's for him, he wasn't just an all-star in my book. His, his numbers were, to me, historic. And and that's, you know, saying something. But I think if he's going to be good, I, I we're still, there's still some moves that I feel need to be made for that A's starting rotation, and that can obviously maintain how many – innings he'll get on the bump but and that's going to be you know a whole nother thing but he'll be good but that ERA like how the hell can you match that again that's almost impossible but he's got a lot to prove he wants to get back on the market after that year and everything like that so I think he's going to do his best and you know obviously if he stays healthy he'll he'll be sensational but don't expect a redundant crazy small ERA like he did last year. We saw the A's also added Jarks and Profar uh, last year finally had one of his better years, I mean, people forget he's only 25 years old. Uh, he had 20 homers, 10 steals last year. Now he goes over to Oakland. How do you feel that he fits in with that Oakland team? Um, it's actually kind of a similar scenario. Like he's, I think he's going to play very, very hard. Obviously, losing Jed Lowry for the A's was tough, but monetarily – they weren't going to be able to afford him, you know, redundant statement for the A's, but he's young and he's vivacious. He's used to the AL West. He actually got to play a lot of games last year. Um, and that's something that's great to, to know because he was struggling there for a bit. I remember I saw him more playing more minor league games than he was always like the, the strikeout beer batter. Like it was like Jerkson, like you should be up with the Rangers right now. What's happening homeboy? But I think he's going to bring so much fun and so much energy to that lineup. And I think it's going to be great. Um, the only thing is, is, is I think he's going to play well enough to same thing get his name out there for free agency so he can get picked up so that I think in an unselfish way he's going to play so he can get more money after that but I think he's a great addition to that team I think he's going to do sensational he's got a really good glove um, he learned from some of the best infielders ever so that's certainly something to add to it but um, I think it's going to be fun I think he's going to be great he's definitely not going to be a Jed Lowry you know veteran minded type but i think he's going to bring a lot of flavor to the team and the a's are always fun to watch just from the clubhouse dugout perspective so i think he's going to be perfect for that scenario as well talking to jessica kleinschmidt she covers bay area sports for nbc sports i think one pitcher that we have a lot of question marks going to this year is madison bumgarner we know how good he has been his postseason is well documented but Couple injuries the last couple years, the dirt bike accident last year, the finger injury, and the numbers went down. You know, the strikeouts were down, the walks were up. Uh, the, he's never been a guy that throws very hard, but do you expect a bounce back year from Baumgartner? He's better than what he's shown, and have, have the injuries been the big reason why he hasn't been as dominant? So he has no excuse but to get better because he, with all these pitchers, the amount of money they're getting paid, he's going to want to be in that same 
scenario. Like either want to, he's either want to come back with the Giants or he's going to want another team to offer him an atrocious amount of money. And he's the biggest name on that team, on that team because of the fact, not just because it's Madison Bumgarner, but the guy is like the biggest trade target on that team. So it's kind of in, in those dynamics, but he has no, no choice, but to, but to be better, but I don't anticipate him being, you know, up for any Cy Young award discussions like he has been in the past um, or even MVP discussions. But I mean, maybe an all-star discussion, but I don't really see him doing anything sensational. I'm hoping it's a little bit of an increase, a little bit of blip in that um, radar, if you will, but don't expect him to be the old Madison Bumgarner that a lot of Giants fans fell in love with. Well, Jessica, it was great talking to you. Let people know where they can follow you, see your work. You can follow me on Twitter at KleinschmidtJD, and that's where I'm posting all of my work. All right. Well, thanks a lot for the time, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Great info. Same. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Again, that is Jessica Kleinschmidt. She covers the Bay Area sports for NBC Sports, so you can follow her work there as uh, we are finally getting into the baseball season. Uh, It is almost here, but for fantasy baseball, drafts are underway. And again, I recommend you doing some draft champions drafts because it's the best way to get prepared because you'll realize it. Once you get in those drafts, you're like, okay, I need to do some more research and figure out the depth charts for these teams. And as she mentioned, the batting order is something that's important. We don't know yet. We'll have some better answers come spring training. Yasiel Puig is someone I'm very interested to see where he is in the batting order because that could definitely influence how you draft him. I mean, we're seeing him go in the fifth round of the FSTA Fantasy Baseball Draft. I've seen other drafts where he goes sixth. I do think he can have a good season because he's going to get more playing time. I know some places have him projected to hit seventh. I think he could hit higher in the order, and I'd love to see him hit fourth or fifth. That would be really big for his fantasy value. When we return, we're going to wrap it up. We'll take a look at the night in NBA DFS. Five-game slate, but we already have a lot of news. What does it mean for roster construction? I'll let you know next. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Monmouth Park Sportsbook by William Hill is New Jersey's local, trusted sportsbook featuring a Vegas-style betting menu of parlays, props, and much more. Watch every game on their new 75-foot HD video wall. Already a trusted name in entertainment, Monmouth Park is now your best bet for wagering on all the big games. So get in on the action. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited-time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-625-4922. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. In this league. Sit right back. 
And what's the song? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know the song? <laughs> I'm not 65 years old. I don't watch Gilligan's Island. Right back at a tale of a da da Yeah, you know it so well. See, that's the Man, just word for word. That's amazing that you know that. <laughs> it's like you're watching the show. You can just yeah. see. What is the change? Ginger? Uh, Marianne. Yeah, yeah. And Ginger. Yeah. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern, our new time weekdays for two hours beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern. And again, you can find all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis. And we have a nice deal for you right now. So take advantage. This is only for people listening here on the radio show. Bats 50, 50% off your first two months. And especially now, if you're getting ready to play fantasy baseball and you want to dominate, now's the time to join. Get that money off, and you're going to win it back. I'm pretty sure we are going to put you in contention for a fantasy baseball title. We have in-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs, one of the best high-stakes players around. He's in the NFBC Hall of Fame, and he just dives in deep. Uh, he basically, the whole month of January and like February, he's just writing team outlooks, doing all this research, making it easy for you the latest teams he have up are the Seattle Mariners and the Oakland Athletics. He has already completed the AL East, the AL Central. You can get a free sample if you want of the Red Sox and Orioles. And Dr. Roto takes a look at the FSTA draft. He reviews the first four rounds. He was a participant in that. It's a slow draft. It's still going on right now. They are in round 16. So Doc had the number four pick in that 14-team 5x5 five five Roto League. So you can... Check out his thoughts there. I take a look at Sony Gray going to the Reds. What does it mean for his fantasy value? Mentioned the stark contrast in the splits at Yankee Stadium and on the road last year. I also take a look at Jesus Aguiar. Was his breakout for real? Yasiel Pui going to the Reds. Nelson Cruz to the Twins. And a ton of more content. Just click on the uh, Fantasy Baseball Draft Kit. You can see the links. We'll have our preseason pro picks, sleepers, uh, bus, tons of stuff, uh, excellent content to uh, get you set. And, you know, had some good uh, articles last year that definitely helped out. You know, Cl- uh, Blake Trinan was my closer to target. I-, I wrote an article on Trevor Bauer to take a look at him, mentioned Aaron Nola as a dark horse NL Cy Young candidate, and obviously he came close. So uh, we got a lot of great content to help you win. Uh, also, 12-team Road League statistical targets, auction breakdown, uh, the auction strategy for mixed leagues, ALNO only, the pitching strategy for auction leagues, closer strategy, all these articles are up. So you can check it out now, take advantage. Also, scoutdfs.com, NBA, NFL, PGA, NHL, including optimizers, as well as Slack chat where you can ask questions leading up to lineup lock, especially on those days where we got a lot of news, which is uh, typical in the NBA. But we already have a lot of news here as we take a look at the NBA DFS late. Danilo Gallinari has already been ruled out. He's got a back injury, so it's the sixth straight game he will miss for the Clippers. Here's big news that we didn't expect. Kyrie Irving will not play today against the Nets. He has a left hip strain, so they didn't really give any more details. But Kyrie has been tearing it up. I was planning to use him tonight in DFS going against Brooklyn, so... Obviously, anytime Kyrie is out, it opens up a lot of value. So 
it's a good matchup too against the Nets. But uh, we'll go in depth in that and take a look and see who benefits uh, from that. Uh, Jermichael Green, he is downgraded to questionable for today's game against the Nuggets. He has left knee soreness as he uh, his last game he was involved. He, he played, I think, like seven, eight minutes, left the game early. Uh, Frank Nikinolina for the Knicks. He will not play today. He's dealing with a sore groin. So he had a start recently. He left the game. So he is out. Emmanuel Moutier is still out. So Trey Burke should see a lot of time. The Warriors are going to rest Draymond Green tonight. He is out. So you're going to start to see this a little bit more, I think, especially with the Warriors having so many weapons that they might start to sit players occasionally. And that's the concern when you're drafting the Warriors in head-to-head leagues, you know that by the end of the year, they should dominate, put him in position to be the one seed. It's been a little bit more competitive this year, but they've won 10 in a row. DeMarcus Cousins is there, and they're really starting to fire uh, on all cylinders. So that's going to put them in a position where they can sit, guys. Uh, and we're already seeing it here with Draymond Green. Omri Caspi, he's got right knee soreness. He will not play tonight for the Grizzlies. Kyle Anderson will return. He's been out with the left ankle sprain. But he's going to be back. They kind of need him now. Garrett Temple is also out for the Grizzlies. Kemba Walker is going to play tonight against the Knicks. He has a neck strain. He got hurt the other day uh, towards the end of the game. He did not practice yesterday. They're saying as a precaution. But his neck is still sore. And when he spoke with the media, he really wasn't turning his head much. So that's something to uh, keep an eye on there. Uh, probably not going to go to him in DFS tonight. Season-long leagues, obviously, you can use him. Let's take a look at the slate for tonight and uh, give some recommendations on players that I like. Again, remember, it's early. A lot can change. We do have some injury news now, but there is a chance that later on tonight something happens and you know a player I say I might like a lot could change. So that's the one thing about doing this three, four hours before game time is that we could get more news that could change the way you build your rosters tonight. The Warriors are at Indiana, 7 p.m. Eastern game. Warriors favored by 8.5. The Vegas total is 228. As we mentioned, Draymond Green is out tonight. So we have seen DeMarcus Cousins on that minutes limit, but I do think you can look to him tonight with Draymond Green out. That could help him a little bit. His price has gone up on FanDuel 7200, 6500 on DK. So kind of like him better there. I think you can use him in both spots. I mean, the Warriors, again, have one of the highest totals on the slate. They've been playing really well. So uh, we'll see who starts. Maybe Kavon Looney starts, and maybe he becomes a cheap play. I'm not sure if we have to go there tonight. You know, small boost for everyone else. Um, it's not like Draymond Green's been scoring a lot either. He hasn't been taking a lot of shots. He's been getting there with rebounds and assists, so that could open up some uh, rebounds and assists for some of those other guys tonight. So uh, the uh, probably Cousins is the guy that I like that benefits the most. I think Durant. Curry's in play, but I think there's some cheap point guards tonight that I don't know if I'm going to go to Curry. That's the one thing with the Warriors. When they're all healthy, it's tough. Um, but uh, Durant has a really good matchup tonight, and his price has been low. So I think I would uh, look at him if I'm going to spend up on one of the Warriors tonight and Cousins. I think you can look always at Curry and Thompson in tournaments, but not my preferred plays tonight. Obviously, Patience is a different team without Oladipo. No one has really gotten a major boost. I played Tyreek Evans the other day on Yahoo. He was $10, and he sucked. He's $10 again. I don't think I'm going to him. We've just seen him numerous times this year when we saw Oladipo out earlier in the year. 
and he just doesn't put up the numbers. They're, I'm definitely not playing him on FanDuel or DraftKings. He's 5,100 FanDuel, 5,200 DraftKings. Uh, really don't love anyone here on the Indiana side. Uh, maybe Miles Turner in tournaments, but I'm probably not leaning there. I guess you could look at Collison on DK. He's 5,900. So, uh, obviously, he has to do a little bit more without um, Oladipo. But it's really kind of spread out among the Pacers. So, really not interested in Pacers uh, players tonight. On the uh, the next game, we got the Knicks are in Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte is a 12-point favorite. The Vegas total is 221. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier is out for the Knicks. Luke Cornett is out. Frank Nittakinla is out for the Knicks as well. Knicks have just... Uh, been playing terrible. They have been competitive in some games recently, but uh, tough spot here for the Knicks. I think the the player people are going to look at tonight is Trey Burke. He should get the start. He's forty five hundred on Fanduel, forty two hundred on DraftKings. Um, so Burke's in a pretty good spot tonight because he's he's going to get a high minutes amount tonight just because of the the two point guards are out. It is uh, we've talked about this very difficult to trust the Knicks. We've seen players one night have a big night, the next night not be in the rotation as much. So it's very difficult. You know, I played Noah Vonley lately. He's been good. Uh, I didn't play the slate the last game, and he wasn't great, but it's been really tough. So uh, I think I will go with Trey Burke. We've seen that, you know, he can get hot and put up big points, and he is cheap. So Trey Burke definitely is my favorite play tonight. Everyone else on this team, they're GPP plays. I just don't see how you can feel confident with this team in cash right now. Uh, I've thought about Tim Hardaway lately. I haven't played him. Uh, he's okay in GPPs. Alonzo Trier has had a couple big games. Then you get ready to jump in, and he doesn't do as much. So I'm not playing Kevin Knox. He just doesn't do enough outside of scoring. Uh, Noah Vonley is a guy that I've played quite a bit lately. Uh, they're not great against centers. You got to figure Vonley, especially if he starts, uh, could be in play here. So I would consider him. The price has gone up 66 on Fandle, 62 on DK. Again, not one of my primary targets, but I would consider him tonight. For Charlotte, again, it looks like Kemba Walker is going to play, but um, I think you you will get him at low ownership tonight if you believe it's a great matchup. But he is dealing with this neck. He's 8,900 on DK, 9,200 on FanDuel. If I was playing one lineup, I wouldn't use him. But if you are playing it a lot, you will get him, I think, at lower ownership tonight. Even with the matchup, just there's some value at the point guard position tonight with no Kyrie Irving, Trey Burke being in play. So you might be able to get him at low ownership tonight if you are, are playing a lot of lineups. I'm probably not going to go there tonight with Kemba Walker, especially with that neck. Uh, the, the neck injury, I do think, and I couldn't believe this, uh, Nicholas Batum is in play. Uh, he's been terrible, but over the last four games, he's averaged 35 minutes. And look at the salary, especially at small forward. 5000 on FanDuel, 4900 on DK. So I am considering uh, him tonight, and it makes me feel terrible. Uh, but I am looking at potentially putting him in my lineups. Nothing final yet. Again, I don't set my lineups early in the day. I kind of just take a look and see some of the values, and uh, I, I kind of wait till like, six o'clock before I start plugging it in. Otherwise, you're kind of wasting your time. I'll set a lineup the night before preliminary just to reserve a spot in the contest. And more often than not, like half those players are gone. So you have to take that into consideration uh, for sure. So again, I think, you know, with the blowout factor is uh, something you have to consider here as well. 
Knicks are a great matchup, but really don't love anyone uh, on the Charlotte side either. Not someone that I'm, I have to get in. We got the Nets at the Celtics. Uh, Celtics favored by 10. Vegas totals 223. Uh, we're still waiting on some uh, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Joe Harris listed as questionable. Trevion Graham listed as questionable. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is probable for the Nets. Uh, Nets are always tough to figure out, too. Shabazz Napier, I think he's in play if Harris is out. Uh, He is 49 on FanDuel, 46 on DK. Uh, You know, game could be close here. uh, But I don't really love anyone on the Nets. D'Angelo Russell is always in play in tournaments, but, you know, we've seen... A couple games recently where he has not lived up to expectations. 86 on DK, 84 on FanDuel. Uh, and I think a lot will depend, too, on uh, whether Harris and uh, Hollis Jefferson play because uh, that will diminish some of the appeal about the other guys. Uh, for the Celtics, obviously a lot of value here tonight. Terry Rozier is going to be popular once again with no Kyrie Irving. He's 4,500 on FanDuel, 5,300 on DK. And we have seen these spots before more often than not. Rogier has come through. So I think on FanDuel at 4,500, you got to play. Remember, you can drop your lower score there. Um, I think also I do like him on DraftKings too. I mean, it's the Nets. They're not great defensively. So I think he's in play. Uh, Jason Tatum, I think gets a boost. He's 65 on FanDuel, 56 on DK. So pretty affordable there. Nets not great against the forward position. I love Al Horford tonight. I'm using Al Horford. The price is down. He's had two good games in a row. 6,400 on DK, 6,900 on Fandle. Obviously, on DK, you can get in a couple centers. I think he has forward eligibility there, too. So, Horford is definitely someone that I am playing tonight. Uh, even on Yahoo, I think he's $23. You can play multiple centers there. So, great matchup. We know to pick on centers. Uh, play your centers against the Nets. So, he's in play. And, of course, Marcus Morris as well. He's cheap. 4,900 on DK, 5,300 on Fandle. So, he's in play as well. We have seen spots, though, before where... You know, we play a ton of Celtics in these spots, and they don't come through. But I think you can I think you can play, too. I think Rozier and Horford are my favorite, and I would consider Tatum and Marcus Morris as well. But they will be highly owned tonight uh, in these spots. Denver is at Memphis at 8 p.m. Eastern. The Vegas total is 208.5, and the Vegas spread is 6 there. Um, on the Denver side, Nikola Jokic always in play. His salary has gone up. Uh, he is 10-8 on DK, 11-4 on FanDuel. Uh, Gary Harris, I think, is in play, uh, as well as Will Barton. Uh, Jamal Murray has been ruled out. He's not going to play tonight, so I, I like Will Barton if he gets the start. Of course, you just hope that this game can stay close. On the Memphis side, Mike Conley's played very well lately, but not a great matchup, and his salary has gone up. Marcus Gasol, too. I played him the last time out, and it was a dud, so uh, really don't love anyone on that side uh, either, but... Uh, you know, they'll be low-owned, so if you want to look at those guys going low-owned, uh, you can take a look at that uh, for sure there. And then we got uh, Atlanta at the Clippers. Vegas totals 231.5. Clippers favored by 6.5. Uh, Atlanta side, I think you could look at Torian Prince. He's pretty cheap. Uh, he is uh, 5,400 on DK, 5,300 on FanDuel. John Collins always in play in tournaments, and he seems to get low ownership because the price is high. I don't know if a lot of people will go there tonight. Uh, Trey Young in play as well, 66, 67 on DK, 7,200 on FanDuel. On the Clippers' side, uh, they've been playing better lately, even without Gallinari. A lot of guys to look at here because it's a great matchup. Patrick Beverly has played well most of the time with Gallinari out. 4,500 on DK, 4,600 on FanDuel. I think he's in play. 
Tobias Harris has played great lately. 8,000 on DK, 7,800 on FanDuel. Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, you can always look at in GPPs. They're both above 7K on both sites. And Gilgius Alexander, he's cheap. He's 3,800 on DK and FanDuel. So I think you could uh, look at those guys as well. So it's a five-game slate, but pretty interesting uh, tonight. At the game, just got a gut feeling, no problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code FNTSY. And if you need some help and you don't know where to go, you can check out VegasWhispers.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get 50% off your first month. They'll have a bunch of stuff up for the Super Bowl, uh, different sports as well. So check them out. You can follow them on Twitter at VegasWhispers as well. So uh, hopefully you guys win some money tonight in DFS. Just hitting our optimizer real quick uh, to give you guys a little preview. Uh, And again, when you join and use the promo code hoops 50, you get 50% off your first month of NBA DFS. The optimizer is included. So it does like DeMarcus cousins on DraftKings at uh, the price of 6,500. He's got that forward eligibility and uh, just clicking the optimized on uh, looking at others. It likes Trey Burke as well. And again, he's going to be pretty chalk tonight at 4,200. Uh, for the Knicks with all the injuries they have. But we've seen when he has the ball in his hands, he can get hot and put up points in a hurry. So, uh, you know, cash games, you certainly want to use him. And when you hit the optimize for FanDuel, uh, some of the players it likes tonight and also likes Burke there. Uh, And a player I didn't talk about, Jeremy Land, 5,900 at the shooting guard position tonight. Definitely a great matchup against the Knicks. But head on over to ScoutDFS.com. We'll have you covered leading up to lineup lock. And you can check out ScoutFantasySports.com. Use the promo code BATS50 to get 50% off your first two months. That wraps it up here. I'll be back with Dr. Roto Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. You were listening to Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Teams suck. Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network.